Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I am joined by a rising star in the Australian wrestling scene, former soul of PWA champion, Cherry Stevens. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you. I'm so excited to catch up with you because you, my friend, the last time since I've chatted with you, I've had like, you have leveled up like 10 tiers, my friend. So I'm so excited to chat with you today. For those who don't know, me and you actually got to meet at WrestleMania 38 weekend last year in, in Dallas. That was super exciting. It was at like 9, 10 a.m. in the morning. We were all tired as hell, but it was such a fun time. And you didn't get to wrestle that weekend, but you did get to explore Texas and I saw you did some karaoke I know um but can you go back to that trip specifically to start off what did what did you do and what were some of your takeaways I think you were there for around 10 days two weeks something like that it was a little bit longer yeah nine or ten days I think um it was essentially my first trip for Wrestlemania I'd never done it before me too there was a big group of us who went um never been to texas to dallas and so it was just a cool opportunity to go there hang out have a holiday and enjoy some wrestling i didn't really have any plans or goals i just wanted to see what it was all about and it was awesome now what did you sing at i don't remember the name of the karaoke bar but i saw (laughs) photos of you and our friend kingsley rocking it out wearing the cowboy hats what song did you sing that weekend it was telephone yeah, I, I do remember because I sang it terribly and I'm glad you don't have a video of that. But it was uh, Telephone by Lady Gaga, yes. Beyonce. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I think I think she sent me the video of it. You two did it as a duet, I no. think. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> yeah. uh, we came in and Kingsley is such a good singer and then I, my pitch was like so off and I was like, oh, no. But I think it's I managed okay. to save it. And then it, I swore it's... a lot and people didn't like that. <laughs> It's, you know, karaoke is meant to be fun. Mo- I would say 90% of the people going up there aren't good singers. So nobody really judges oh, yeah. you. So it's yeah. just all fun. And I saw you guys, you know, uh, getting cowboy, cowgirling on, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we were mm-hmm. all in that spirit. So that was definitely fun to see you guys there. And it, it's also funny because after that experience, it, you ended up manifesting something at the end of last year. You said you wanted to return to the States for WrestleMania 39 week in Los Angeles and not only wrestle there or not only be there but wrestle as well which you ended up accomplishing you wrestled in a rumble match for circle six's queer punk outlaws event so how did it feel to fulfill that goal and wrestle in the united states during mania weekend i know and i was not expecting that for this trip either so that was definitely a bucket list item um that was so much fun. That was such a cool venue. It's such a cool company. Um, that was just a really sick experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, I mean that whole experience, I know for you, it was a kind of a a blend of doing some miscellaneous jobs around there and also exploring Los Angeles, but you also got to wrestle. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you had some cool uh, moments during this trip, specifically at impact and new Japan's multiverse United events where you, like I said, helped out with some miscellaneous duties. So, I mean, tell us about your experience there. I know you got to see Tanahashi peeking through the current, 
Martin at Gorilla and you saw Aja Kong. Yeah, I mean, Aja Kong. Yeah. Tell us about that. Was that was really cool. Well, it's so interesting when you see these people that you really admire and they're just sitting there on a chair backstage yeah. chilling. And you're like, and, and also you're just like, oh, yeah, they're just another person, another wrestler. And there's always that kind of feeling backstage where it's like, oh, we're all in the same boat. Um, and then I got tapped on the shoulder to go help with the match. So me and Lena Cross were helping with that. So it was really cool just to be involved. Then um, we all got together at the end, had a big group photo with all the Aussies in yeah. front of the ring. Uh, one of my favourite things was actually seeing the Joshi show that was yeah. on uh, that same weekend. I went just to watch and that was probably my favourite part of the trip. It was, you know, how much I love Joshi. So it was just awesome seeing them live. Yeah, and if I recall, you also ran into Aussie Open, who obviously have connections yeah. to PWA, and they like did a double take. I mean, yeah, they did. They went past the match, and they were, and Kyle was like, "What?" And I said, "Hello." <laughs> and there was even some Aussies that were in the crowd from you know wrestling fans from Australia mm-hmm. that came up to the merch table and they were saying, "Hi, Cherry." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're Australian!" So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm curious now that you have two, I have to ask, with two manias under your belt, it is going to be WrestleMania 40 season coming up, and a, a little birdie told me some of the Aussies may be on their way back to the States for Philadelphia. Do you have plans to maybe return for next year's big event? I have been tossing it up, and I have decided not to because my aim is to get to Japan next year. So it yeah. has to be one or the other. Um, I would love to do both trips, but money. So Japan is definitely top of my list. I'm hoping to go for an extended period of time, actually to do language school, which is what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. But um, while I'm doing that, exploring and then checking out all the rest of it. Again, not having any kind of um, expectations. uh, But, yeah, no America, Japan. There you go. I I know Japan, I mean, you've been studying the Japanese language for a while. I know you're super kind mm-hmm. of immersed in the culture. I'm I'm curious, what about kind of the the Japanese culture and the language and all of it really like interests you? Um, I generally have like pretty good proficiency with languages. I think it's yes. like one of my passions. And when I started learning Japanese, I really just loved <laughs> the sound of it um the way everyone talks and when I eventually got to visit Japan because I started studying Japanese before I ever went to Japan yeah and then the first time I visited everyone was so friendly it was the best place to travel and I was like I definitely can see myself living there and so that's been in the back of my mind you know since I was 17 when I started that um ideally I would like to move my whole life out there uh we're going to start maybe just a couple of months and then see how it goes. Cause I know it's very different to live there than yeah. to be a tourist. It's a bit difficult, I think. Um, so kind of try something in the middle. Yeah. What specific elements about Japan while you were there, did you specifically enjoy Cause there's so much culture mm. and so much scenery to take in. What were some of the standout elements of your prior trips there? The scenery is definitely beautiful. I love going to see the traditional temples, going yeah. to Kyoto. Um, the food's amazing. And what I really love about Japan is actually the excellent customer service, <laughs> uh, which is maybe a weird thing to say, but it just strikes me so much. Every time I go in there, everyone is so friendly and it's 
so easy to get help uh, if you have a little bit of Japanese too. They're mm-hmm. really willing to help. And, you know, you can say konnichiwa and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, your Japanese is so good. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. But it does help a little bit. Um, and going out, uh, drinking at night is really fun there too. It's like so buzzy in Tokyo. Now, Sydney's a bit dead. So there's, you know, really? uh, a lot more happening there. <laughs> Oh really? That well again, I don't live in Australia, so I don't really know the 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 drinking scene around there. Huh. Like mm-hmm. is it like people like just the vibes and the energy of it or Yeah, there's like no vibes in Sydney anymore. I think yeah. it's a post COVID thing. Yeah. Okay, right. maybe. Everybody's just sick of it. <laughs> oh, fair enough. No, I have to mention too, because the last time I spoke with you was at the beginning of twenty twenty two. So like almost two years ago at this point but at that point I feel like you were on the brink of breaking out you had your run obviously as the goober report intern then promoted to referee and now you've begun your own path and resume as a competitor in the Aussie wrestling scene and beyond so before we get into your championship win at PWA I feel like we need to acknowledge this massive evolution you've had in just the last two years alone so can you kind of share your thoughts on this growth that you've had and how have you personally seen yourself grow personally and professionally? Oh, a lot of personal growth, especially this year. Um, but the last couple of years and then leading up to the title match, um, it was just something that I never really expected that I would do. I came into wrestling to literally just have one match. That was my goal when I started training. Um, and I had that within the year that I started debuted. And then I was enjoying it so much and putting so much time into it. I was like, okay, I think that I can have more goals that I can look forward to. Um, So I've been pretty happy with my progress. I stick to it because it's still fun for me. Um, And as long as I'm getting joy out of it, like I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious for you as a competitor specifically, you know, personally, probably confidence is, is one, too, and you're still having fun. How do you think that you've grown as a competitor, whether it's stylistically mm. or, or maybe it is that confidence in the ring? Yeah, I think that's uh, through Cherry's progression from like a school kid, like a prefect yeah. to the intern to the champion is one of those kind of classic stories that I think is like the underdog that everyone can get behind. And I feel, I feel that a lot. Um, So yeah, I think maybe take the end of that out because I don't exactly know how to end that. But, but no, I, you know, I, I think it's such an amazing progress that you've made in just two years and you've got so much time ahead of you. And, and like we mentioned, part of this path, you also earned your first, I believe it's been your first championship if in your yes. career. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. The yes. soul yes. of PWA championship. Take us a back. Big one to, too. Take yeah. us back to that moment. You defeated Mick Moretti to win the title. What emotions were you feeling and what did that mean to you? It was a battle that was it was like and against at the time Mick was holding like five or six belts across Australia like that's really intimidating um but I had proven myself you know uh by winning the key to the card and getting that championship opportunity so I I felt like I deserved it whether I was going to come out with title or not I think just getting there was a huge accomplishment 
and then to come out with the titles is like mind blowing. So it was really, really special. Yeah. I, I I'm curious for you. I mean, the the name in it of itself essentially i mean you were the soul of of pro wrestling australia you know this this company that you have been training in for what four or five five years now i think at this five point since now. you started yeah. training yeah i mean that itself i feel like the name of itself really shows progression in everything mm -hmm. that you've accomplished what did it feel to kind of hold the the title of i mean literally the title soul of pwa i feel like you're fully embodying that yeah, I, I felt that. I, I I feel the support that everyone has for Cherry and I felt like it wasn't just a win for me, it was a win for everyone as well um, because everyone has, like, elevated me to get to that point. It wasn't just me all by myself. It was my yeah. trainers and, and everyone at the school. And I even got a tattoo recently and it says, it says soul in Japanese. So even though I don't have it anymore, like, holding it and winning it, had such an impact on me that I want to remember that yeah and in holding it for for about nine months I think it was I feel mm. like most title runs don't go past like six months a nine months I think yeah. for your first title is a a pretty damn good reign I think mm -hmm. it is yeah and a bunch of good defenses too oh yeah of against oh, some yeah. pretty good competitors yeah yeah so I think not too shabby for your first title reign not too not shabby, too shabby yeah. at all cherry <laughs> But I, I also wanted to talk about another big title win that just happened a few weeks ago at, at PWA mm. Coliseum, where Jessica Troy defeated Ricky South to win the PWA Heavyweight Championship. After the match, I saw a video of you in the locker room celebrating with Jessica in the ring. Talk about mm. that moment in seeing Jessica become the first woman to ever hold the PWA Heavyweight Championship she 100% deserves it and it is a long time coming and it was extremely special and she was the one that did it for all of us so yeah I, I feel like that's got to be especially really validating you know and obviously I've spoken with Jessica numerous times before she's one who is super humble and will never like ad ad admit this but I feel like she's also one who's kind of also like a a soul of PWA mm -hmm. you know we've seen yeah. a lot of influx of you know newer newer talents in the, the last couple of years but Jessica has been one of the people especially on the women's sides of things that I would argue is like the the face of the women in yep. australia you know so yes i'd agree she's just it's amazing to see everything that she's accomplished you know especially in such a concentrated wrestling scene like australia that i feel like doesn't get enough spotlight or exposure you know mm. that moment was super cool to see as is an cool. outsider looking in and probably i assume for you guys as well yeah absolutely yeah you know, I, you know, also kind of on the, the same lines, you've obviously trained alongside Jessica at PWA and have worked with her on numerous occasions, but you two also have another non-wrestling hobby in common, that being your love of books and reading. Yeah. You are a self-proclaimed bookworm. There's a couple of books <laughs> behind you, ironically. So I have to ask, can you update us on what you're currently reading? Yes, I have it right here, actually. Okay. I'm nearly finished. I've okay. been going into a lot of, it's not a fiction book. I've been reading a lot about spirituality lately. So Ooh. it's called Journey of Souls by Michael mm. Newton, who's like a hypnotherapist and he hypnotizes his um, clients or subjects and then they talk about the spirit world. It's a bit crazy, um, but that's kind of what I'm into at the moment. 
Have you ever tried like I guess it'd be hypnotherapy? Hypnotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. No, I haven't. I haven't ever, but I want Mm. to now after I've read that (laughs) and find out what my past life was. Yeah. I mean, are are you one? Um there's all different ways to define it, but are you one who would classify yourself as kind of a spiritual person or believing in some other being or something? I think that's where the reading really comes in because there's so much out there and I can't say that I know exactly what it is. It's a mystery. And so I really like reading about all the different perspectives on it and things that I can pull out that resonate with me, um, I guess, build on kind of the spiritual journey. So that's kind of where I'm at. It only started recently. So I'm kind of in my, my baby stage. Yeah. And you know, that that's totally fine. Everybody kind of, everybody has their own kind of way of life and and way of thinking, which makes it really diverse and cool. What's the name Mm -hmm. of the book again, just for our our viewers? Journey of Souls, Case Studies of Life Between Lives. You know, I think you got your tattoo. You've just been on the soul train recently, (gasps) I feel like. I didn't even realize they got I I, I, I think the soul of PWA championship has really influenced you to look inward. That's what I'm gonna you're say. Right. You're right. I think so. Yeah. Wrestling changed a lot about my life, all positive. Yeah, it has, yeah. you know, and you enjoy studying and, and learning, whether it's about life or, or wrestling itself. So what would you say has been the best piece of advice or words or wisdom that you have received so far in your career and who did it come from? Um, I actually have a bunch of quotes that I keep on my phone that are quite insightful. And so I, the one that I'm going to pick out of my head, and it's probably mm. from something I've read, is um, basically abandon all hopes of fruition, which is go into things without expectations, without yeah. putting expectations on you, without limitations. And that's something that I really tapped into for the Coliseum tournament. If, I don't know if you saw my little promo for that. Um, because everything, you know, I don't see anything as a failure. It's only a learning experience. But if you expect to achieve something going into it and you don't, then you feel like it's a failure. So it's kind of like a bit of a mindset change. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that applies very well in um, life as well. I'm very guilty of I've been trying to get better and not setting high expectations because you just set yourself up for failure or disappointment if those standards or expectations aren't reached. So sometimes you have to be let it lower a bit and then be joyfully surprised if it exceeds it, you know? It's it's definitely... easier said than done but yes. I feel like all of this is yeah, yeah. It, it, especially in like your career path I feel like that's definitely valuable to and kind of everything that you do and you know part of your wrestling journey is obviously also based on this real life love of books hence at mm. books are tight which I love that app by the way <laughs> but in in your identity is a crucial part you know crafting your character your identity your presentation in the ring I know you're kind of still in this process of furthering yourself mm. in that aspect but can you give us more insight into that process of developing yourself and who changed is as a character kind of right now Mm. or maybe what you may envision her looking like in the future yeah well look right now after what's happened this year I lost the title yes in an awful match um against Social Jordan I got selected for Coliseum which was an amazing opportunity and while I gave it everything I had I got knocked out in the first round um 
that's kind of shaken me a little bit considering that I feel like I've been climbing. So is this a time that's kind of plateauing? Do I need to like change something up maybe? Uh, am I relying too much on what's in my notebook and not thinking outside the box and what else I could be doing? So maybe Cherry needs to have a little bit of an identity crisis to be able to move forward, possibly. Mm-hmm. Perhaps some hypnotherapy might be able to help that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'll give you an epiphany. I don't know. I don't know. Just trying to make light of it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like it, wrestling is one of those things, especially to, you know, you have kind of control, especially like on the indies, kind of who your character is and who you want them to be and trial and errors and all of that, you know? Um, so, you know, I mean, I can't imagine this cherry other than anything that you've been, but you know, I'm here for a reinvention. If it, you know, people reinvent themselves all the time. So I guess, uh, to be determined. So, I mean, you know, that's go ahead. I think you were going to say something. (laughs) I was going to say the essence is going to always be there, but we're shaped by what's happening outside of everything. And so we need to be ready to change at any point, but the core is always going to be cherry. I, don't doubt that yeah yeah you know I I feel like you you know you always have those roots and those origins deep down inside you even if you kind of change things up and tweak but I'm excited to see you know what you do eventually gradually it's kind of a could be a trial and error kind of thing experimentation going on there but specifically you know in in the ring gear department right now what would you say are some of your general sources of inspiration when you're crafting and envisioning your ring gear designs? What does that process look like for you? Oh, it's always Japanese, so the Joshi outfits. But um, like my current ring gear, and a, a lot of people realize this, which is nice, is from an anime. It's like a one-season anime that I watched years and years ago, and I re-watched it. And I really identify with the character in it from Kill the Kill. I don't know if you've seen that one um so that's what my current ring gear is inspired by and I think that's gone through like a bit of an evolution because I've always had kind of Japanese inspired gear for the title match I went a little bit more what's the word um I don't want to say hardcore but like it wasn't as cutesy because I felt like I needed to be like more in the zone for that um so my ring gear really actually does um like assist like my motivation I think depending on what it is so it's nice to have a range yeah yeah you know you again that's again part part of a thing where you can change things you have the creative control to kind of do whatever and I I don't know I just feel like it enhances your character obviously you know Mm. but it's also Mm. like an essential part of kind of Mm. who you are you know if you're going Mm. out in these like it's an expression yeah exactly I feel like it can enhance it it can enhance or hinder it depending you know the right gear but it's also one of those things again where you can kind of experiment with things but also tie in some real life loves that you have you know which Mm -hmm. like obviously Japanese culture and and anime is obviously a big love of yours in real life so I think that's beautiful that you can tie those things together and have it work effectively you know And kind of final question for you, as we're looking towards the future now, you know, I know Japan was a huge thing for you, you know, Mm -hmm. last year when you said that, you know, you wanted to wrestle in the States, you accomplished that. So what is, what is next for you? What are you hoping to accomplish next personally and professionally? 
Oh, um, professionally, a match in Japan with yes. one of the Doshi promotions. That is number one on my list, has been for a few years, and so that's why I'm working towards actually getting there to hopefully make that a reality. Um, personally, <laughs> I really just want to keep wrestling, keep learning, get to like a mastery level of it. Like I want to be able to easily do everything that I see the people who have been doing it for so many years do so fluidly in the ring. I want to get to that stage. Um, so I just want to keep honing the craft basically. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious, you know, uh, company TBD, but is there certain competitors in the Japanese scene in, in Japan that you are kind of eyeing for potential matchups? Honestly, if if I could say anyone, it probably will never happen, but I shouldn't say that because then it won't. It might happen. Never say never. Wrestle, I know. I'd love to wrestle Shuri. I think she has such a cool mixture of like her MMA style and the wrestling and just her like intensity. Um, I think even if I could just like learn under her, you know, would be awesome. So she's probably my number one. Number one woman last year too on uh, PWI Women's <laughs> yeah. 150 list, which is now expanded to 250. I mean, that would yeah. be an incredible matchup, you know? Um, you're slowly getting to Japan. So I would say, mm-hmm. honestly, never say never, you know? You're still in these early stages of your career and people get opportunities all the time, sometimes when you're not anticipating them. So exactly. fingers crossed mm-hmm. for that, you know, you. Um, I, I know you love it. So I'm rooting for you always, you know, so we'll have to um, hope maybe, you know, once you move to Japan, you know, I feel like things are going to happen for you once you get your yeah. door, your foot in the door there. <laughs> yeah. Before we let you go, can you please share where the listeners can find you online and support you? Yes. Uh, so as you said, my Twitter handle is at books are tight <laughs> and on Instagram, it's cherry Stevens underscore PW. Yes. Cherry, thank you so much for chatting with me again. And again, congratulations on this massive evolution that you have had. We're excited to see everything that you do in the future and are manifesting a career <laughs> in Japan, a home in Japan for you. Yes. Thank you. It's always a pleasure.